You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun, and we're going to talk about some of the best and worst uh, stage hypnosis routines. If anybody's ever seen a live hypnosis show, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, we'll 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 address that as we start, so you kind of know what I'm talking about. And as usual, on every episode, I'm giving away a free hypnosis guide. Stay tuned. I'm a trial lawyer. I'm not part of your family, and I don't do skits with my mom. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright, originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. He has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What's happening, people? It's David Wright, the Motor City Hypnotist. We are back for another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist podcast. Happy, happy day. Happy day for Matt. <laughs> yes, it is. As always, Matt Fox is with me in the booth. Pushing your buttons, yes. Yep. Uh, here at the Podcast Detroit Northfield Studios. And... um yeah, we're we're here. We're doing it. <laughs> it's it, it's a it is actually a really gl- a nice day out. You know, Matt and I. I was going to have a quick sidebar with Matt, but uh, uh, okay. I, I'll, I'll, but I'll just do it on air. But um, okay, um, is are is the new um, um, sponsor in place for these episodes? Uh, they actually will be starting up here very quickly. And okay, and it there there's been there was a there was a small <laughs> hiccup. And the, the, it's still in place. And okay. It, it, yes, it's coming. That, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I, because I, I won't, I'm, I'm going to leave my, my, my typical one out. It doesn't matter. Yeah. That, again, side note. Yeah. In, Fair enough. In, in, inside business for those of you listening. <laughs> that's what happens when you don't talk before the show. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say hiccup. It was an oversight, <laughs> right. but it's, it's, no, it's no been, worries. Re- it's like been I rectified. Said, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to step on their sponsorship <laughs> with, with my own, if do that was you, the case. You do you, sir. I'll do me. So, hey, we're here. <laughs> Let me tell you where you can find me. You can find me at motorcityhypnotist.com. Uh, there you will find the, my podcast page with all of my episodes. You will find my store with a whole bunch of stuff, uh, including MP3 recordings, ebooks, um, full hypnosis shows, which will come into play in this episode. Yeah, be careful with those. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> um, it, it's 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 kind of sad because I've, I've I haven't done a show now for the last show I did was in February. At Country Day High School. This year. Yeah, this year. So that's not that long ago. It is, but it seems like forever. Well, yeah, I just had my first wedding of the year. DJ's my first oh, wedding really? of the year last weekend. Okay. So yeah, it, it felt a bit strange. So so I'm looking to get back to it. But you can see a lot of my prior shows. Um, if you want to get the full recording of those shows, I have a lot of them available. Um, or if, if, if some of you are listening and you happen <clears> to have been in one of my shows, you can go find your show on my website, on my store, and, uh, and relive that fun time. <laughs> you can find me on social media, on Facebook and YouTube, Motor City Hypnotist, 
on Twitter at Motor City Hypno and also on Instagram, Motor City Hypno. And also, if you would like to contribute financially to the show, you can find me on Patreon. I have a Patreon account set up. There are three tiers there. Again, very minimal amounts. Um, really, it's a donation more or less, but but you do get stuff from me such as like mugs, t-shirts, uh, early access to podcast audio. And uh, I can give you a shout out on the show or if there's something you want to wanna plug or promote, I will do it here for you. So check that out as well. And as I do every episode, I give away a free hypnosis guide. Now, I, I know I, I, I said this last, last podcast, but um, that probably gets lost in the shuffle because you hear me say it every time. But, but this does a couple of things for me. One, it lets you connect with me because mm-hmm. if you download this free hypnosis guide, now I can, I can contact you regarding other things that you might be interested in. Now, I will say, just full disclaimer, I don't sell your stuff. I don't give away information. I, I will not spam you, I swear, because I know some places do that. Uh, but again, it just connects you with me and me with you. And, and what, I, what I like to do is build a relationship with my, with my audience. That, that's really what it helps me do. Fair. Awesome. And wherever you're listening to this podcast, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen, please subscribe and leave a review. That would help me very much. Because it gives me exposure, it gives the show exposure, it helps us to grow, find more people, and and that's really what we want. You want to get better at your craft. I do. So I absolutely do. Comments, you know, suggestions. Yeah, comments, suggestions. Always welcome. Um, Yeah, again, find me on social media. I will, if if somebody posts on social media, I always answer. Um, If you want to say you suck, I'll answer it, (laughs) you know. Help me understand. (laughs) Or if you want to say... What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I'll say I'm doing a podcast. Yeah, right? that, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> or you might think. He has a brain like a chicken. <laughs> that's, that's okay, too. <laughs> so, yeah, find me on social media. Always happy to answer and interact with people, uh, especially people who see uh, I, I, I get a lot of people after a show. I, I, I'll get a lot of feedback, if, especially if they were in the show. Um, so so it's it's great to, like, just build that that back and forth and and again i i want to i want to do something that you want to hear so let me know excellent find me up it is time that's how winning is done yes it is it's our winner of the week time woohoo yeah you know what seems matt and maybe it's my imagination it seems like a lot of our winners are from amazon for some reason. From Amazon? Yeah. Really? Remember we had the Amazon guy who, who took that took the flowers back to that guy who had You're cancer? Right. Yes, that was just a that, few episodes ago. That was ago. one of our winners of the week. Yeah. I thought we had another Amazon one. It was- uh, For some reason. He was, uh, it was someone who was ill, and he went back and checked on him after the fact, I believe is what yes. it was. Yeah. I, I thought, I thought well, there was w- another one, but uh, I could be wrong. Okay. Maybe, maybe I'm just stuck on Amazon. So lately. many good people in the world. Maybe it's just that I've got three Amazon packages in the last couple of days. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> that that could be it. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Yeah, it did. You should see my porch some days. <laughs> so our winner of the week this week, his name is John Casabra. John Casabra. I'm just going to read the story. This is from Woburn, Massachusetts. Um, uh, an Amazon delivery driver in Woburn, Massachusetts is being hailed as a hero by a family whose dog was drowning in a pool while they were not home. Oh, okay. 
John Casabra, 24, says he was making his rounds when he suddenly – sounds like he's a doctor, not right. an Amazon Making worker, his rounds. But <laughs> because he had regular customers. He's making the rounds. Oh, good for you. <laughs> so John Casabra says he was making the rounds when he suddenly took a wrong turn. <laughs> it just gets funnier. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he was making his rounds. <laughs> he made a wrong turn. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> uh, he stopped his van to reroute his GPS tracker. I'm, I'm making fun of the story, but this really is a good story. Uh, he routed his GPS tracker, and when he heard a strange noise, I've never heard anything like that in my life, he told CNN. I actually heard it over the reversing beep of my van. Casabra followed the noise, which led him to a fence surrounding a house. There, he spotted the source of the odd sound, a dog stuck in a pool crying for help. Oh, my goodness. The 14-year-old husky named Luca had been treading water for an unknown amount of time. Oh, my gosh. Casabra hopped the fence and rushed to the dog, whose head was barely sticking out of the water. I dove into the pool with my shoes, wallet, car keys, the whole nine, he said, and I swam with him in my arms the best I could, holding holding him out from the midway point of the pool to the shallow end Mm. and hoisted him and myself out of the pool. After he was out of the pool, he was very shook up, very scared, Cassaver said. He didn't want me to leave his side. Every time I would go to get up, he would hit me with his paw or nudge me, so I stayed with him the entire time. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, Cassaver called the police and waited waited with Luca for over an hour until animal control arrived. The officer turned out to be a neighbor of the homeowners and then phoned them to let them know what happened. Oh, my gosh. Um, the owner said she dropped the phone. Um, she said she – so so people will say, well, how did he get in there? That's that. That's a right. question, fair question, even though the story is great. She said she arranged for a neighbor to look after the dog, uh, but between when she left and the arrival of the neighbor, the dog had escaped her yard and jumped into the nearby pool. So it was a next door neighbor's pool. Ah, okay. Yeah. As I say, it wasn't the uh, owner of the dog's pool. No. Okay. She said, we have a doggy door and he's, he's used that doggy door for 15 summers. He goes outside, goes to the bathroom and normally goes back in and stays in the air conditioned house. Right. Cause he's 14. Today he wanted to go for a swim. <laughs> Poor puppy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he was treading water for who knows how long, and John Casabra um, jumped in and rescued him. Good for him. Yeah, thanks, man. Because you know what, all dogs' lives matter. I uh, it is. Yes, they do. They, all dogs' really lives. Do. Yes, it is. They do. Uh, so, John Casabra, you are a winner of the week. That's how winning is done. You said it's a husky. Yes. I'm not surprised that he could hear the cries of the husky because those are loud dogs. When they start to wail, they start to get their voice on. I, I can imagine that. I mean, I've, I've seen huskies. I've never really like interacted with one. They but... are very vocal. Yeah. They can be very vocal. So I'm not surprised that he could hear uh, Luca. Well, and, and that it was, he, he said he was crying, not like barking. Right. No, like, and yeah. that, that's the yes. thing with the husky. If you watch a video on a husky, yeah. they, when they make, loud noises and they get very vocal i don't know what we're yelling about <laughs> luca did yeah right <laughs> luca was yelling get me out of this pool <laughs> boy that escalated quickly i mean that really got out of it hand did, did get out of hand for luca 
So we're talking about uh, the best and worst stage hypnosis routines. Now, those of you, when I say stage hypnosis, some of you out there might have not have any exposure to this whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I mean, some people may, may have never seen a hypnosis show. But if you go on YouTube and look up Motor City Hypnotist, you'll see a bunch of clips from shows that I've done over the past year, years, mm -hmm. uh, many years. Um, so you'll get an idea of what it is. So I'll break it down just for those of you who may not have had exposure to it. I go and there's an audience and I ask the volunteers to come on stage and we have anywhere from, shoot, some shows five people some shows 40 depends okay depends on the size of the crowd where it's at what i'm doing or what they're doing but you'll never hypnotize the entire crowd not at once yes <laughs> and and if people wonder why go back and listen to the episode when hypnosis goes wrong and you'll find out exactly <laughs> yep. now that was not just as a disclaimer that was not me but i was i was looking at an, an incident that happened with another hypnotist right right what happened? I go back and, yeah, you'll see what happened if you go back and listen to that one. So anyway, I invite volunteers up. Uh, I hypnotize them. And then we have fun. We do stuff. What we call routines. Mm -hmm. Or skits. You know, if you want to call them that. Yeah. Jeff Figer calls them skits. <laughs> I'm a trial lawyer. I'm not part of your family. And I don't do skits with my mom. <laughs> Yeah, Jeff doesn't do skits. I do skits on stage, though, with, with audience members. So the audience members get up there, and then we, we get them into that hypnotized state, and then we do what we call routines. We have them do things, because that's what people in the audience look at and laugh at. Hmm. So over the years, I, I've, I've done a lot of shows. I've seen a lot of shows. I know hundreds of hypnotists, and I, I just thought it would be interesting to let you in on my view of of. Things, things that that are not to me are either not funny or they're just not good. If okay. that makes sense, it, it, yes. So, so let's start with those because I because I have a lot of good ones, but some of some of the things that that I don't like in hypnosis shows, um, anything that the hypnos hypnotist does that that makes him the center of the tension makes him part of the show. Not part of the show because you have to be part of the show because you're doing it. For me, it's all about my volunteers and and making they're the they're the ones that people want to see. They're the ones that people laugh with or at sometimes, but not you know not in a mean way. They're you know, but if I tell them to, to say something ridiculous, people are going to laugh at it. Right. So so there are a lot of hypnotists out there who will make it. They're the star of the show, and and it's focused on them and and. The audience is kind of secondary, so so that's the first thing. And and if you, yeah, for for those of you, we'll go back many podcasts ago and and find this one. Things you must know before you before you hire a stage hypnotist. Mm -hmm. If look at the videos, look at their website. If 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 the hypnotist is about himself and making himself the star, it's probably not somebody you want. Right. Yeah. So so that in general is something I don't like. That that's probably one of the worst. As far as routines or or actions, the egotistical one. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm you know I can be egotistical, but not not the expense of my volunteers. Right, 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 right. <laughs> oh, great Odin's Raven. <laughs> so the the other one, and this goes along with that. There, there's there's and this one drives me nuts. And typically, I will say this: it's typically younger hypnotists who are male. Mm. 
they do this they do this routine where they'll have have the audience members you know with their eyes closed and they'll say okay and in, in, in a moment i'm going to count to three when i get to three you're going to open your eyes and realize i am the hottest person you have ever seen on the entire planet you got to be very careful with that absolutely especially with with younger audiences high school Mm -hmm. college even mm -hmm. uh, and and I know I've said on this channel I don't do any questionable material with high school and college kids it just it's just too easy to get away and keep it pg <laughs> at, at maybe pg13 a swear word here or there but even in high school I I always I, I always preface it when I give them when I when I get them into that relaxed state I give them a couple of rules I'm like you will not use foul language you will not swear mm -hmm. some of them still do but you try to stay on top of that. Right, yeah. Right. Boy, that escalated quickly. <laughs> it did. Yeah. Sometimes. But, but, but this, the, when the hypnotist says, I'm the hottest person you've ever seen, and then he'll just kind of like, and, and then, you, you know, even, and it doesn't even matter the gender, if it's, it's, if it's a male or female, they're all fawning over him and like wanting to, you know, right. You know, do like think. he's a movie star. And, right. and, and it's just, it's just self serving to me. It's just, it's just not good. I, for me, anyway. I'll, I'll probably get called out by some of these guys, but that's okay because I, I'm just, this is my show. I can tell you what I don't like. There you go. Along with that is, is the dancing with the hypnotist. And I may have mentioned this in, in one of the other shows, uh, one of our shows about stage hypnosis. Mm. There's, a, there's again, a lot of hypnotists do this skit where they'll say, okay, in a moment, not only do you find me irresistibly attractive, you want to dance with me. And then he'll take turns dancing with everybody on stage. That's a bit self-serving. Yeah, it is. And and I and I don't I don't know the purpose of it because for me when I do a show I'm always trying to I'm always trying to convey the power of what hypnosis can do mm -hmm. for you, not for me. Right. I mean I know I I mean I know I could use it, but but it's just it's just a, the the whole purpose of my show is to entertain and show people what hypnosis can do. And again, that one is very self-serving. It's very, and, and plus two, it's just, I don't know. I, I always thought of it this way. Like if my wife were on stage and, and I'm not a jealous person by any means, but you know, and all of a sudden this guy's just dancing with her and, mm -hmm. and I, I don't know. It's just, just, it's just not a, I, to me, it's just not a, it's not a good look. You it's wouldn't be enjoying feeling. the show if that was the case. Well, in, in, it's just one of these things where I just think it's just not a, it's just not a good routine to me. It's, and it's not funny really either. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, for the audience. Uh, you're, it, it is, it's it, it sounds incredibly self-serving. Uh -huh. it, 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 it's, there's no, the focus should be on the audience, not on the hypnosis himself. Right. And for, for, for an individual to come out and do these, this type of a routine, I don't, I wouldn't want to see that. Yeah. It, it, I, I don't think it, it's funny. And honestly, if I, I've seen shows and I've been in the audience, I'm like, oh boy, this again, you know. Right. Clean out your desk, you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the other, uh, and there are other, other questionable ones, uh, and it seems like we may have mentioned this one too, but there, there's, there's one that's, this is an old one and, and I'm not saying it's ever been right, but, but because everything's more, people are more aware and sensitive of cultural issues right now, mm. which is great. We, we should be. There's always one where you'll have. One, you'll give a suggestion to one of the volunteers and say, from this moment going forward, you can only speak Chinese. Mm. Or, or honestly, it could be any language. 
but it's it's then then of course the volunteer doesn't know how to speak it so they mock it they right. they, they do they do their impression of what it sounds like and and that to me again just culturally in pc it's just not it's not really cool you know i i just i for me it's just not it's and it could have been funny at one point, but I don't think it's funny anymore. Right. If that makes sense. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another, another, anything that would be, and I know these are general ones and we're going to get to specifics in a moment. Um, another general thing that if, if, if the hypnotist is really embarrassing someone, um, and, and, there's there's no overt examples of this that I can pull out, but but whenever whenever it's like they're they're made the butt of a joke. Mm. Now, believe me, everybody up there is, is there to have fun, and there are some certain skits that that I wouldn't say they're embarrassing, but it's just it's not something you would do normally, like dancing in front of people. Okay, so that could be embarrassing to somebody, but you really don't care at that point. Right. Uh, but like to make somebody the like. I would never, I would never use somebody's physical attributes as part of, part of a joke for a show. Okay. It's like the, and I've seen that happen before. Like the old kick me sign on their back. Type that or, or even like weight. Understood. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. I, there are certain things you want to stay away from. Yeah. And, mm. and I've seen, I've seen hypnotists use those kind of things as the joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which again, it's just not cool. It's just, you when I when I get my volunteers on stage, and those of you who have, who have who have been in my shows or seen me, you know this. I say to them, "Listen, I'm going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm I'm. You're going to be safe. I'm not going to do anything that that's going to make you hurt yourself or make you feel bad in any way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I just I I that's just my my approach to it. Um, I I think the problem is a lot of these young people. <laughs> these young sound like an old man. <laughs> 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 oh, good for you! Well, yeah, you, you've talked about some of the some of the bad stuff. What are some of the better? The things? better ones. Okay, yeah, let's get into that because yeah, I'm, I'm tired of talking about these these bad ones because <laughs> they're they're all over the place. Okay, so typically when I do a show, these are these are kind of the go to routines that I go to, and they and they are funny because these these get an, a reaction from the audience. Mm-hmm. The first one, and, and these start off by level of difficulty. I always make it easiest to hardest as far as involvement. Okay. And, and if you listen to the podcast on stage hypnosis, you'll you'll know why. We want to see who's compliant, who's mo- who's most, um, um, who's who's the most hypnotized. Most I mean, everybody is. Yeah. Pliable, maybe. Who's whoever's in the deepest trance is going to be is going to be apt to do more than somebody who's in a light trance. If that makes sense, lots of sense. Yep. So the first one I do is is always hot cold. You're on a you're on a beach and it's like a ninety degrees and it's hot out and and you know there's sweat dripping from your forehead and that's kind of how I start things. And as soon as people start fanning their faces, um, and again disclaimer, I always say. Before I start the skit, you will not remove any clothing because mm. that um, has happened before. <laughs> not with me. I've seen it happen with other other people. Um, but I'll say, yeah, you're, you're just hot. So people start fanning themselves and then the audience starts to get into it. And th- this is also build up for the audience as well. And then I'll go from hot and then I'll, and, and w- when I do hot and this is this is kind of a fun one I put in, I'm like, oh, it's so hot. Oh, you know, it'd be great right now. And then I'll play an ice cream truck music. Yeah. And then when that comes on, I give them all an ice cream cone. I'm like, okay, you you got to eat it fast because it's melting. Right. And then that one, all now the audience is in. Right. 
Because you're seeing everybody licking their ice cream cone. And, but, and I say, it's on your arm. you got to get it off your arm. And The best thing, there's no ice cream cone. There's no ice cream cone. <laughs> right, exactly. They're, they're, it's just they're, 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 they think it's in their hands. And I'll say, no, no, it's dropped down onto your leg. Clean it up. You know. So that one, now the audience is involved. And then we go to cold, of course, and then everybody's you know, shivering. And I'm like, oh, you got to scooch together, scooch together so you can get warm. And, you know, um, so that's always, it, it's a visual. And, and I know for those of you listening, you have to imagine it. Mm-hmm. Or you can just go to my website and look at clips. But <laughs> but, but, the, but we want the visual along with, with the reactions um, of the people on stage. Um, the next thing, I, the, the next good one I do is I, is I do like everybody's in a rock band. Mm. You know, they're playing guitar, they're playing drums, they're playing bass, whatever they want to play. Um, and that one, the, 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 and when people hear rock music blaring, right? The, the response is just usually just, you know, you always get somebody just, just wailing away on the guitar or the head drums. Head banging. Head stuff. banging. Yeah, yeah. Heads. Yeah. So, so, and this, 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 it just starts this, this flow of, and, and when, when people start getting into it, the volunteers and the audience, it's, it's like, it just starts rolling. It starts building on itself. Yeah. So that's always a great one. The rock band, which I use, I use that one at every show. Hmm. Um, the, um, then I'll go to like, now I want to, sh- I've seen them like shown the, 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 what they do as far as reacting to, to hot, cold and being in a rock band. Right. Now I want to bring out like emotion on the stage. Okay. So then I do what I call, and people do it differently. I call it a night at the movies. I'm like, oh, when you open your eyes, there's a huge movie screen in front of you. And on it is going to be the most suspenseful movie you've ever seen. Mm. Then I'll have music playing in the background. And, uh, and you know, everybody's, you know, crouched up and, and like, you know, people are, you know, like starting to cover their eyes. And I'm like, oh, you don't know what's going to happen. What's going to happen? Do you use actual movie uh, theme songs? I, I do use... Actually, a lot of the music, and uh, okay, I'll geek out for a minute. Those of you who are Lost fans, uh-huh. I use some music from that oh, for gonna... the suspenseful part. Very nice. And also, the, and when we roll into the sad part. Okay. Because I go from suspenseful to sad. Uh. And then I play the sad music. And then I'm like, oh, it's so sad. Every time you watch it, you cry. <laughs> and then people, I mean, just... That they they just show that emotion, it's, ugly it's, cry, even yeah, ugly cry, or uh, or just you know just and and it's great because it's typically the biggest baddest dude on stage that's right that's just <laughs> like like just breaking down. Then we go to scary, of course, which is which is, nobody likes scary movie and people you know get up into their little ball and and mm-hmm. um, and and then what I've and I've I kind of modified this. I used to do funny movie just to make people laugh because I end with that one because that one's the best one. But but I kind of put a twist on it. Mm-hmm. I I tell them I have them close their eyes and I say, listen, as soon as you open your eyes, everything I say is going to be hilarious to you. Doesn't matter what I say. Doesn't matter if it's funny to me. It doesn't matter if it's funny at all to you. It's the funniest thing you've ever heard. Well, there you go. And then. I tell this made up story about me running in the backyard with my dog and my foot going in a hole and breaking my leg. Oh my gosh. And then the dog getting nervous and, and you know, he pees on me (laughs) and then, and then I'm screaming for help and they drag me into roughly into an ambulance. And, and, And I'm telling this while everybody's it's, 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 the funny thing about this is that the, the story is so terrible, but the people are just dying behind me laughing, like hysterically. <laughs> That's like, great. Like they just can't keep it together. Um, 
So, so that that one, I think I'm the original. Uh, most of these are not original. Hot, cold, playing in a band. Right. Most of those, th- those have all been used through the years. This, this, this one where I make people laugh to a terrible story. That, that I made that one. So I, I, I'm, I have some original stuff. Let's say. Okay. Yeah. Because a lot of people just use other people's materials. Got it. That's a good one. Um, of course, one of the crowd favorites is, you know, anytime um, you hear me snap my fingers or say a word, you're going to believe the next person next to you is past gas. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And it's going to be bad. Yeah. Yeah. That one. And I always, disclaimer again, I always say, no one will be physical. No, everyone will keep their hands to themselves. Mm-hmm. So that people the audience always loves that one so that's that's a really good one <laughs> a couple of the other good ones that i have done that i've not seen anyone else do um and and this is the the, the, the this is a great one just for fit for for the visual i did a pez convention a couple summers ago. no just over a year ago and i did want to do something special for this crowd so i made people <laughs> believe they were human pez dispensers and they would have to get pez out of their neighbor's necks and I always, and I, and again, I always make sure that I say, make sure you do it gently. You don't snap somebody's head back. So that one was an original that I did for them for that Pez convention. So when I, whenever I'd say the word Pez, they would pull, they're pushing their neighbor's neck back to head back to get their Pez out of them. <laughs> and then one, one of my favorites, the one I like doing because this involves a lot of, um, um, uh, doesn't matter. I'll think of the term in a minute. Uh, I make people YouTube stars. I say, you have a famous YouTube channel. No one's ever heard of, but people want to watch this. It's something super um, crazy or super original. What's the name of your YouTube channel? Or what do you do on your YouTube channel? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I can go back and forth. Now they can say something and I can play off of improv. That's what I was thinking of. Now I get this, this is a great one because now I can improv with like, I can stand somebody for like two, three minutes, right. Depending on what they say. Right, right, right. And I'll give you an example. I was at the uh, Clarion County fair last summer. No fairs this summer, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And I asked, <laughs> I guess this girl is probably 27. I don't know. And she said, well, I really don't want to say what my channel is. I'm like, well, you don't have to say it if you don't want to, but if you want to tell me, Oh boy. She goes, <laughs> I shave donkeys. <laughs> just out of nowhere it's like what and the people people were just i mean just dying what's dude. funny is that 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 channel would probably have a lot of subscribers <laughs> <It could see>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know i've had i've had numerous other ones i i, I had one where it was you know um uh, well i mean this is not a kid show so a thousand uses for poop <laughs> <laughs> you know, just things, but that's a great thing. Cause if they, they come up with these most random things, now I can, I can just use improvisation and take this somewhere. That's and fun. that, that ends up being really funny. That is fun. And then a couple, just a couple more single things. Like when I do individual things, uh, somebody will just be hate laughter. And of course, when everybody laughs, this person just gets pissed <laughs> every, just more and more. And then I'll do my, of course, I play Ring of Fire by Johnny Cash, and somebody thinks their butt's on fire. Ah, they yeah. have to scoot on the ground to put it out. So those are the good ones. So yeah, I just thought I'd give you guys a little taste of some stage and some of the good routines and things that are I don't like to do. And, and know that if you ever hire me for a show, I will not do the ones that I mentioned as worst because it's just, like I said, it's self-serving. And you know I won't do those skits. 
I'm a trial lawyer. I'm not part of your family, and I don't do skits with my mom. So I'm going to tell you about next episode. Coming up, we're going to have a special guest. Uh, it's a friend of mine, and I, I, I won't, I, I'm not even going to tell you his name, so I'll introduce him when he's here. But the, the name of the next two episodes is called Hypnosis and Tequila. <laughs> Let had, that sink in for a moment. You had me at next episode. Yep. So. And, and I think I push, I think I, I promoted this a couple of podcasts ago, but, but the date fell through for him. But he is on for next podcast, next two podcasts, because we're going to do a two-part interview, Hypnosis and Tequila. Excellent. Stay I'm tuned for that one. Looking forward to it. That one will be fantastic. In the meantime, everybody, change your thinking, change your life, laugh hard, run fast, be kind. I'll see you next time for some hypnosis and tequila. See ya.